Brothers in Arms, that is the title of season two's premiere of Ragnarok, the Norwegian Netflix television series that poses a modern take on Norse mythology and the apocalyptic events that lead up to the end of Gods and Men. On today's episode, let's talk about the after effects of season one, draw comparisons with other shows like Loki, and find out your favorite character while touching upon the mythology and lore. It's June, how are we halfway through 2021? Play the intro. Okay, you watch this if you check out everything on Netflix, you think that this is related to the Marvel Universe, which surprisingly it is, or you're into teen dramas, or you're a fan of Scandinavian folklore and legends, or you're trying to learn Norwegian. Did I leave anyone out? No, I think that's it. I think you got everything. Okay. What did you like about this show? Uh, it definitely, it was almost as complex and had the same kind of tonal vibes as Dark a little bit. Like, they yeah, they just threw so much at you, especially in the first 10 minutes of this show, and there wasn't really ever a point where I felt like I was bored by it. Okay, well, Scandinavian shows are different than German shows, but there is a Germanic culture that I right, guess Right, I meant more similar. just with, with the amount of information that I feel like you had to know and the amount of information they give you, it felt like you were watching an episode of Dark, but just not as complex. Maybe also the environment factor, because yeah. I know that there's a certain amount, there's barrels. That's yeah, in, yeah, no, they they have barrels. That's in dark, days. and that's in this, and it's also in a lot of PewDiePie videos. So, what is it with Swedish people and and German people and <laughs> I, I, Norwegian I, people and their barrels? I don't know. I mean, this show polluting the environment. This is kind of crazy. Like, it just starts off with what I assume was a fight from last season. Yeah, and season we, one, you get Magni, who's the main character. Magni, he yeah. realizes that he's a reincarnated god of thunder, uh, and he unlocks his abilities from this old woman and he's by the end of the season literally striking down yeah, the main antagonist that's vidar who i believe he murdered magni's like one friend at the beginning of the season i and she was a climate change activist and this guy is yeah he, he's got a backstory but the whole, whole story of ragnarok right let's get into that mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the end of the world just imagine what the Marvel movie would have been like if Zack Snyder had like produced it. That would be more reflective of what Ragnarok is. Okay. It's yeah. like that dark seed battle in the middle of Justice League. Right. But just that being the entire time. That's that's what Ragnarok actually is when you're talking about the gods. Right. Because it's all of the gods facing off each other, giants versus Thor and mm-hmm. Odin and all of Thor's brothers and and uh, and Freya and yeah, just but, whole craziness. But the this episode is called Brothers in Arms, and right, 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 and this is all about like a modern take on it, and it takes place immediately after the show cut to black in season one. Hmm, okay. So what is happening right at you? Well, yeah, right, the, at the right at the start, we get um, some text and it says Freya and they give a definition for her. Uh, the most important goddess in Norse mythology, goddess of love, fertility, and devotion, but also associated with magic, war, and wealth, famous for her beauty, which could enchant everyone. Yeah, so, she's like Thor's main number two in the battlefield mm-hmm. she's always his friend she's a good person right yeah exactly and so th- we get that text and then we cut uh, almost immediately to vidar he is holding up magne and like almost the beginning of deadpool when that um, main villain holds up the other villain like yeah, by anyone the who saw the finale would have seen this yeah part. it was it was it was very strange so we already know that vidar is incredibly powerful but what happens well, next he's a giant 
Yeah. We they, know that the Giants are the Jutools, I believe is their last name. Yeah, they have an industry that, like, a coal yeah, industry. Very successful Giants in this show. Yeah. And uh, they're evil because they're trying to pollute the environment and basically kill off the world that way. It's a, it's an interesting take. Instead of just being, like, a fire monster, just absorbing all the um, nine worlds of Ragnarok in, in the past. Right. We see our villains here taking more of an indirect route and causing climate change with with like their pollutants and trying to get it into the water yeah. supply. And there's even a scene in the first season when Magni tries to bring the police in and show them what the Jutools are doing. But by then they've already moved the evidence of it away and onto the like the docks. Mm. So, yeah, but you were saying. Yeah, so Vidar is holding Magne uh, by his throat, and then Magne summons lightning from his fist. Yeah, Percy and... Jackson kind of just like, right. zoom, yeah, like exactly. that Verizon commercial from the back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, and, and both of them get knocked out. They're both on the ground, and uh, they're out. But Fajor is with, he's the uh, son of Vidar. Yeah. He's with this girl that he's supposed to kill, but he, he doesn't. And yeah. he's All just... this is re- yeah, rehashing kind yeah. of the first season again. The, the, he's, he's given the task to and he doesn't really go through with it like Magni does stop him but also you can tell he's reserved right and he doesn't really want to yeah do it. and he's telling her to go and, and just leave and so I was already in kind of a state of confusion but Magni he gets up later on uh, he's and he like is running away but Vidar kind of almost calls him over a little bit like he has to pass Vidar and does Vidar's he bait like, him uh no not really it was just more like Vidar was trying to threaten him so he's like you're gonna die by the next I mean he moon. had already threatened him he had basically right. said like this is what you get and then right but vidar got away vidar was so weak that he he was just more threatening him than like actually trying to hurt him at this point see and this is a difference between like thor now and thor back in the day because back in the day thor is even different than marvel thor because he's way more bloodthirsty right yeah i don't know why he just doesn't finish off vidar right now well, like he, yeah, I think I just take a brick to it. I mean, you could see in his face he was like scared, paranoid, confused. He wasn't sure really what to do. So yeah. he runs, and, and that's when the intro plays. Um, but then he runs to this cliff, and I and he's screaming at this black bird. Also, I, he's sort of like Pikachu if you think about it. I mean, a the little way bit that he with the, with the, the light, Yeah, <laughs> he brought the lightning down on himself and kind of exploded both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you don't get the little uh, flash by the very end. It was just like a stream of Or lightning. the trademark Pika Pika. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't say that beforehand. Anyways. But yeah, so there's this blackbird, and I thought for sure this blackbird was someone that could like turn into a human because he's like throwing rocks at it and screaming about how it's like kind of been lying to him and telling the bird to come over. And I was like, is this, is this a new character? But this bird flies over, and then he transported into this different world like it's it almost reminded me a little bit of avengers endgame where it's just filled with water but it's a lot darker and there's this very very old like woman there who's makes this gold like water ball come yeah, up wench from the, or whatever no no, no wench is a clerk oh yeah no it was probably her i actually just didn't get that till now but she turns into the person that uh died in the pilot what was their name they didn't repeat here isol yeah and isol is basically telling magne that um he's the chosen one i'm glad they brought her back because like i remember i did skip through that pilot when it first came out and it was sad to see sort of the main drive of the show get cut off so quickly yeah and magnate's even like you know you were my one friend and trying to kind of trying to be sad and really connect with her but she's just like no you have to understand you're the chosen one and you're gonna have to stop basically the apocalypse from happening Mm -hmm. that was and so she's very to the point and then he just is kind of like okay i guess that's what i have to do and so right off in the beginning of this this season two he's given the task of basically what we know Ragnarok's all about, which is this giant battle that's coming. Right. The prophecy says, the lore says, the destiny is given. And it's funny because in, in Ragnarok, 
the uh, Odin is the one who's constantly prophesizing the one guy with an eye patch that, that the end of times is coming. Yeah, and that and might it's precipitated. be Wotan. I think. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it's, it's Wotan that he's the guy with a scooter he has an eye patch because Magni's dad is dead. Yeah, like he has his brother and his mom, and that's about it. Which so. led people to speculate for the longest time that Magni actually isn't Thor, but actually Magni or Magni, which was Thor's son. No, yeah. You can see why it would be so confusing. <laughs> People a- for a long time couldn't figure out whose character was who. They want to say that Thor and Loki were the two main brothers. But the thing is, in... And yeah, and his brother's it, name here is Loritz. But yeah, yeah, Loritz. But the thing is that they're not actually brothers in anything but the comic books. Ah, huh, okay. So they... so In the Norwegian yeah. myth... They're not brothers, so so the, the, this did borrow there, from Marvel. There, yeah, there, there, well, there's a lot of things you can speculate with this show. The also, night, Thor used to use a chariot to fly. He wouldn't use his hammer, like in the in, yeah. Like and in the he did, and uh, Magni doesn't have his hammer yet. But the next scene was probably one of my favorites, where uh, Vidar is speaking to two other women. I think they're he's so he's daughter recovered. And his wife. Yeah, he's recovered. He's back it home. Is, it's his daughter and, and his wife, probably. And he's yeah, he's speaking to them, and he's like, "We have to stop Magni. He at this point is way too powerful, and if we don't." stop him soon enough he's going to become basically invulnerable yeah it's interesting because everybody's aware of the past because this is a reincarnated version of all these characters but they can literally look up online thor right yeah and they (laughs) will see them so that it's it's very cyclical in the fact that this has already happened and the question of free will and whether or not they're going to be able to break the cycle comes up a lot in right yeah yeah they they definitely also come out upset comes up in dark so i can see that yeah the amount of layers they add was just kind of crazy but then fajor comes home and they're like did you kill the woman and he he's just done with it he's absolutely sick he's like no i did not kill the woman and i'm leaving this family like i'm done he he goes up to his room he's like packing his bags his dad's trying to speak to him and be like look you have to stay with us because we're a family and we can do this together and fajor is just like no i'm i'm out of here uh, he's the guy from scum who i found funny who was in the show uh well, but both he, characters are from scum right the yeah, main character, the main is character too. as well um but yeah but people have compared this to scum because that's another norwegian show did you did you get the teen angst from this did you did you I see mean, the yeah, teen you, you storyline you get the teen angst but this is this is very different from scum i would not be going were, were there school this. scenes uh yeah yeah a couple school scenes here and there but i mean like still with scum it was a complete romance drama this is like an action thriller sci-fi weird weird show so Bajor he leaves and he goes to the woman that he didn't kill their their house and i guess he's going to be living with them at least for this episode um because he's like i'm done with my family and i guess right yeah, like, right. It might be her. They didn't say her name. Um, so she's but, totally cool with the fact that he tried to yeah, kill her. Yeah, in fact, wait. Well, he didn't try to kill her. That's okay, the only point. Right, but yeah, they're hugging and she's she's really happy. And then I learned that Loritz in the next scene, he must have spoken at a school or something and given a really amazing speech because I think he dressed up as the principal or like cross dressed or something. He's he's supposed to be pretty popular, but he's also very conflicted. He's as Loki, very mercur- mercurial as a character. You can't really tell where he's at. But in the original, like, Ragnarok, Loki is the precipice to why things start breaking down. He escapes his bonds because he's being um, tortured, basically, by Thor and Odin. And he escapes, and then he leads the giants to come in and kill everybody. And he has three kids. He, 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 has, a, he has a stallion kid. No, he turned into a, like, uh, what was it, a mare or something? And then had a kid that was a, a stallion that had, like, six legs. He also had a wolf kid. Uh, named Fenrir and then he had a serpent kid which were both the size of the earth and they or the 
the world and then the wolf <laughs> ate the moon. I mean, yeah. This yeah, you can listen to the whole mythology yeah, the, of it and different podcasts. This will be revealed in season three, probably. But no, uh, in season two, he goes up to some people that are at school. They're at a restaurant. They're eating out. And they're all like, Laura, it's like, I loved your speech. You gave a great, you did a great job. Like, it was, it was really funny. It was really good. Good job. And then we get um, Magne, who I don't think is very popular, at least. I think it's like a complete polar opposite popularity-wise with his brother. Mm-hmm. Because Magne comes up to the, uh, to the, like, I think people table. used to say that he was autistic in the show, but I don't know if that's actually canon. To yeah, the show I, itself. I, I all I know like is that. that he spends a lot of time by himself. Uh, he also likes Gree, but yeah. um, yeah. So so, and he finds out about his powers and he tries telling people about them, but then he never actually shows them his powers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, that was what I was wondering if by the end of the season one, when he summons the lightning, if that was the first time that we see him actually use his powers. Oh hell no. No, 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 no. Like from episode one, he's like. Uh, running fast enough to break Usain Bolt's record. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, yeah. So he's he goes up to the kids and he's like, "Did any of you speak with the old lady at the store who is wench, just kind of uh, in a disguise?" And they're all like, "No, we didn't. We didn't really speak to her. Like, what do you want with her?" And he's just like, kind of in a huff, goes back to his house, and his brother follows. And then that's when Magne is like, "Look, I'm gonna need you to understand that the apocalypse is coming, and I'm gonna need you by my side when it does." And then the brother is kind of like in this weird state. He's like, "So you're saying that giants and all these people are gonna take over?" over the world and then Magne's like yes yes that's exactly what's going to happen and he kind of proves him that he has these powers not how does only he with, prove it with, not only with lightning he's able to uh manipulate lights so whenever yeah. like you you see it throughout the whole entire episode whenever he's angry lights get busted out is loki able to change form uh, we don't see really any of his powers in this episode. In fact, the weird thing that they do with Lords this episode is they focus more on the fact that I think he's gay and like, yeah. and his mom's really, really for it. And uh, Turid, Turid is his mom. Yeah, and so it's, it, it, they have this party that happens seven later. But he tries to invite this guy that he met at this burger joint, kind of the a guy who worked there, and he doesn't show up. And so Lords is sad. And that but, is directly from the Ragnarok canon. No. I was <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, there's, a, was, there's this burger joint that. <laughs> Thor and Odin would always hang out at. <laughs> well, it was very strange seeing it because uh, it was odd that they decided to choose that for uh, his story arc this episode. But it really does focus Wasn't on... Wasn't it because basically Magni's trying to bring his crew together. Find right. out who's on his side yeah. and who's opposed to him. There's even the it's super- called Brothers in Arms. It doesn't act necessarily mean he needs his... Uh, stepbrother to actually be part of but, it. But, you know, like, Lords does agree in the end. And Magnus having really? a super... So, yeah. Lords is going to be... Because I thought there was some sort of reveal later on in this episode, which caused that to be a little bit less certain. Well, I, I, at least in this scene, he agrees for it. Okay. But Magnus having these, like, supernatural moments, like, he's checking himself out in the mirror, realizing he's really buff, he's so ripping out the That's the Spider-Man shirts. effect. Right. Yeah. And then... He got bit. <laughs> yeah and so that, that was just a strange scene that was also a funny scene i, I like that one um and then we get to about the middle of the episode when his mom laura and magna they all visit the grave of his dead dad yeah who dies in a bicycle accident so it, <laughs> that's, that's how it happened <laughs> yeah i think so seems kind of anticlimactic for uh for the show but when they leave there's this teacher there and magne comes up to him and it's like look i'm gonna need you to teach me about thor and everything that's going on well the teacher is isold's dad i believe okay so yeah that, and that he sense. also is one of the gods 
because the, he, the, he's a god, really. The Acers are are the gods, and then the giants and the demons are are different. Are and so basically, the epic battle that occurred in the past was like the elves, the dwarves, and the Acers all fought the fire giants and the and the demons mm-hmm. together, and Loki. That makes yeah, that makes sense. And and it, what's funny is that like Odin and Thor are all part giant. Like Freya is yeah, even part right, giant, right, but yeah. they're more Acer than giant. So. But yeah, Magne is is telling the teacher. There's also a ship made out of human toenails. See the te- the was that, this, did that show up? In no, this? that did not show up. Okay. But that's probably what the teacher is telling Magne because Magne wants to know everything about uh, Thor, and then the teacher's like, he tells him some some facts, and then it's like, we'll talk more about it at school. Um, and then we learn that the Jutul Industries. That's when it comes out that some climate activists are like, this is harming the environment. This is this is obviously not going very well. Like you can see the like emissions that are being put out into the air. So Jutul is coming under some fire, and Vidar isn't really sure how to deal with it. And I believe that might affect the mom's job because we uh, this is one of my lesser favorite parts of the episodes um the mom she's very poor and she finally admits that to the kids and she's like we we can't have any meat torrid yeah torrid yeah yeah she, she's but talking I mean, about it's kind of given because of the way that they're living right and she's talking about they the live fact- in edda they moved back to edda once the dad died they'd both been raised or lived there for a little bit and that's um a call back to prose edda and poetic poetic edda which are the stories kind of like the iliad and stuff mm-hmm. that that tell of ragnarok okay yeah so, so it's it's just a callback to that but it's actually filmed in a place in norway i think called oda so oda? It, it's oda to edda <laughs> it's pretty similar yeah no yeah and they do say edda a couple times in this episode but the mom is like yeah we're gonna have a staycation we're gonna make tacos but it's not going to have any meat in them and then uh we're <laughs> Lourdes, going vegetarian that's why that's why Lawrence goes to a burger joint later and is like asking for a ton of wings and, and just a ton of burgers so he can actually have some meat um magne is talking about how they might he might get a job and how to help the family up it, it was probably the most it's so weird to have this contrast between like family life and i was just fighting this like jutul guy out in the street and electrifying both of us and we're about to face <laughs> right. off yeah. the world. no I, the but first, let's talk about like the, burger the first truck. 10 minutes happened really fast and then like after that you just kind of get a lot of information but it's interesting to see it all play out it um, leads us to like compare it to a lot of stuff so if you were to compare it to some other shows besides dark do you have any in their mind i mean you could probably compare it to any uh, marvel tv show like the abc one like really? agents of shield it's yeah, funny because with loki coming out really soon that tv show that's that's caused by him escaping in the right avengers avengers game in the actual ragnarok that's caused by him escaping as well but in this show i said because he was escaping from his torture but in this show he hasn't escaped from anything yet so it's the only loki (laughs) right yeah no and and they they go like kind of in their separate directions after the mom has told them that they're they're uh they're very poor Mm -hmm. magne goes and he finally meets who i think is freya on the bridge um and Frey and he's like able to is say her name like imam yeah i think something? so she he's he's saying this phrase to people and they're not really sure what he's saying and then freya who is with wotan at this point uh he goes Freya's not her actual name like in the show her name is imam right or, yeah I'm, I'm just well yeah. yeah like for example at the very first few minutes i called magne thor so the so that's just kind of why i run in the notes but he says the um he says the phrase to her she repeats what he she has to say back to prove that she has powers and then we see that she's able to control people like later on that night Lord yeah, that sounds like her then yeah, yeah Lawrence has a party where he's uh has a lot of people show up he's waiting for the burger joint dude the employee to show up that he was kind of hanging on a little bit earlier 
Um, but then, yeah, we see that she's... a lot of time to that burger joint. Well, yeah. it, I mean, it was a big part of the episode. But yeah. at, at this point, um, just to kind of speed things up, we see... The episode has an 8.4 on IMDb. Yeah. So it was fairly popular. Yeah, we see that uh, the mom, we learned that Lourdes might not be Magne's brother. Um, Vidar... Well, we know that. Vidar, yeah. Stepbrother. Vidar might be the father, though. That's the big twist there. Uh, she even admits that to Vidar. And Vidar's actually kind of okay with it. But when Magne comes... Why is Vidar even there? Like, is he around Magne when he says that when this is said? Well, the only time he's around Magne besides the beginning of the episode yes. is by the end when Magne is coming back home um, after he's trying to get Majolnar, the... the uh, his hammer. hammer his hammer yeah. made um they even go to a mechanic who's working on their car to try and get it made and uh she uses her power to mind control him and, and so we're probably going to be seeing just your Majolnar. local ace hardware mechanic <laughs> we're, it's we're like, probably gonna, make me a hammer <laughs> we're probably going to be seeing Majolnar uh in this uh in this season at least but uh Magne sees that Vidar is hugging Loritz he's taking the news apparently very well but Magne's very furious because of course Vidar is the villain and we see that his anger causes a power outage across the uh, all the houses in that area because of how mad he is. And I, I thought that this episode, I really liked it. Um, and I thought that it was a lot more, well, I thought it was way more well done than I initially thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be like kind of like a drama with like, a lot oh, of Like, oh, the Almighty Johnsons? Yeah, like the Almighty because Johnsons. Because the Almighty Johnsons is the same characters, but they're in New Zealand, and it's more of a comedy, so there's less uh, special effects, and it's not as right. and when I saw beautifully that, shot. When I saw A, that had people from SCOM, which is a fine show, but still, you're, you're going to cast those people. Are the characters as... similar to their characters in no, SCOM? No, not Like, is Magni... Magni, you don't see a lot in SCOM. He's more just kind of like a side character that's uh, part of a group, but... But here he's completely different. He's like again, he's rich. Fajor, yeah. <laughs> Fajor, he Fajor is a villain in Scum, so it makes well, sense in season one. This, yeah. But here he's he's more, I guess, an anti-hero a little bit. So so far, yeah. That, yeah. So what the other seen. shows I had to compare it to were Once Upon a Time because that's about a fairy tale universe where the people aren't exactly sure who they are, but yeah. they actually are fairy. And the person, the main character, is brought back home to where they're living at the very beginning of right, it yeah. and sort of that's parallel to magni um american gods which sort of the themes are there you have odin who's who's played by that one famous dude ian mcshane yeah exactly and uh he's always prophesizing stuff is about to happen and so that's very similar to ragnarok uh, and then I also said stuff like Percy Jackson, where you have demigods, yeah, of course. Uh, it, but they're Greeks instead of Norse. Yeah, and it set it up very nicely for why I assume the finale is going to be just this huge battle that takes yeah, place. It's only six episodes each season, so it's very easy to binge. There's actually people who still believe this stuff. Um, Odinism is still alive and well in this <laughs> world because before Christianity took over in Scandinavia thousands of years ago this was this culture this belief in in these gods and stuff was the reigning religion yeah they probably enjoy a show like this as well <laughs> well it's it's so like complicated and comic booky it makes right. sense that back then like people were super interested in that there's so much lore that we're not going to get into but this episode again 8.4 on imdb you felt like you liked it yeah would you be interested in seeing the next five and figuring out what happened there's so much stuff that i have to watch at this point that it's kind of on the back burner but yeah at some point i'll probably at least skip through it and see what's going on what does the overall show have do you know well the the overall show i think has a seven point something, seven point something okay. but uh 
if you remember at the end of Thor Ragnarok, which is they take the the, the events and they make them, they twist them to make them a comedy, right, which yeah. I think is very different than what most directors would have done. But right. you remember that at the end of that movie, you have that fire monster uh, cert come yeah, out and lightning destroy everything. Yeah. And that is what happens sort of, but he destroys everything in all the universes, creating yeah. Ash and then having a rebirth. And that's that's what this world is based upon. Yeah, so I'm wondering they can't because with Thor Ragnarok it was just that they left and they're all on the plane and then they meet Thanos ships and that. That's well, where it only ends. only Asgard was destroyed right. in that universe. Right. So here I'm just wondering what could possibly happen because they can't destroy the whole entire place. There'd be no setting for the show. Well, the, the whole idea of Ragnarok is its rebirth afterwards. Right. So once it's destroyed, then it comes back in a different form. If we let climate change get too far ahead of us, <laughs> along with the fact that these gods or giants are, are still going to just destroy the place, then what comes next? And uh, in the ancient times, Vidar survived, but not the same Vidar. Uh, Balder comes back to life. You got Matt, Thor's kids who actually survive and two humans. And the two humans kind of play an Adam and Eve type thing and, and they bring back Yeah, and, and just... Who's more. your favorite character, by the way? Probably uh, Magne or Fajor. <laughs> the okay, so the two main Magne. ones? Yeah, but but <laughs> no, I, I thought that I, Magne had definitely the more interesting storylines. I don't think that his mom knows yet that he's Thor. And he's he, tried to tell her, and then he doesn't actually show her, so right. she doesn't believe him. Well, and, well Thor, he, like, I know that Thor exists in their world because he literally calls himself Thor. He's like, I think I'm Thor when he's speaking to yeah. his brother. His mom, though, is getting, like, messages from Wench, but Wench is, again, she's just a clerk at, like, a, a store, so the mom very confused whenever she's having to give messages to uh to magne because and odin plays weird. a huge part in the ragnarok story so for him to only show up in sort of a wheelchair and do hints of it it draws the question whether or not he's going to play a bigger part later on right yeah and also thor dies in ragnarok um it, i don't think this is a spoiler because obviously they're doing different things with right, the thing. Yeah. but there's this uh, uh serpent loki's kid yorma gurdon or something like that <laughs> that actually i think maybe introduced this season in a form which in the ancient history uh thor dies fighting that serpent having to go through its head but gets poisoned yeah, a lot of doing mythology it. so <laughs> yeah there's just a lot of things to keep up with and that's why there were so many conspiracy theories as to whether or not the because of the name shifts and people taking names from the past but not necessarily representing Being representing that character yeah. Yeah. yeah like what that means and whether the show's runner is going to actually switch things up and provide a twist because i'm sure there will be twists it, in the next it, seems few episodes. Like, it seems like with the amount of information they have and the way in which they're kind of playing it out i have full trust that the director is going to be able to make like a satisfying conclusion like kind of knows what he's doing yeah all right well i feel like we touched upon everything that possibly happened in that episode yeah i mean he bends a bat also bends metal <laughs> so, so he like, shows more of his yeah, power he's yeah. just strength the, the difference between like a marvel show which really can show powers mm -hmm. and yeah. like highlight them and make people amazed by them the shows like this it's like i'm gonna bend a spoon now <laughs> and look, make See? it look amazing yeah i'm strong <laughs> like the special effects are, are not going to be the same i mean vidar is very much ready to just kill magni like he has huge weapons they're they're like pulling out axes and everything like that it's so yeah no, he's, he's well that's like that's fitting gone. of a giant that you'd have huge weapons yeah <laughs> it's funny because in the ancient times the giants were separated there were the fire giants and there were the regular giants and they had no problem going after the 
regular giants and like killing off that culture, but they didn't want to mess with the fire giants. Well, it makes a lot. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but it makes a lot more sense now because Magne was again. He was speaking to Lords about giants, and I was like, are they going to have huge, just ginormous creatures in this no, show? And no, just, it's just going to be Bedar and kind of like people like him. Mm-hmm, but, yeah. Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.